We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 256 of the Pride Podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host for today, Malcolm, and I am with my good guy, Pierre. Man, how you doing, Pierre? I'm doing great, bro. I'm excited. We, we moved on from the other game. Now we're on to New England. I'm good, man. The weather's been good here lately. You know, it hasn't been real cold yet. Life's good right now. Let's go, man. Yo, um, no Tyler today. I actually talked to Tyler. He actually is actually boycotting. Um, he said that he won't join until the Lions can force a punt. So we'll see when we can get Tyler back on because if the Lions don't punt, they don't force a punt, man. We might have seen Tyler for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, no Tyler today. Um, just me and Pierre. And we have the Detroit Lions versus the New England Patriots. And this is should be a good matchup because this might be a must-win game for Detroit. I mean, I don't know. It just... This is a game that Detroit kind of has to win to keep their fans in check. We'll talk about it. We'll see. Um, let's go into the injuries. Pierre, let's take a look at the Detroit Lions injury report. What do you have? Before I start that, guys, Malcolm was joking about that thing. Don't take that literal. I just thought, let's just probably like, yo, what is Tyler doing? People were like, like, uh, we like, what? He's not going back till we, till we can force a punt. <laughs> no, but Tyler Tyler is busy. He'll, he'll be back with us probably on uh, game day. So. When we do our live shows. Um, all right, here's the injury report. Chris Board out with a knee. He hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. And actually, Bill Belichick placed him. He's like, this might be one of the best special teams players we've played all year. But it looks like he might not play. Quintus Sivas injured his foot last week. Uh, no practice both days. John Kaminsky, we know with the wrist, hasn't practiced. Then Matt Nelson was limited yesterday with a calf. No practice today. I don't know if you notice this, but they like to use him as a sixth tight end. Or, I'm sorry, as a sixth offensive lineman. Um... If you always hear during game day, they go number six, seven report as well receiver. Number six, like they have to do that because as a tight end, you can't block down the field if you're in a, you'll you'll get penalized for it, right? Yeah. Um, 
Amon Ross St. Brown ankle hasn't practiced the past two days. DeAndre Swift shoulder and ankle hasn't practiced the past two days. Again, I think they're being cautious with those guys. I think you wait after the bye just so they're fully healthy. And then Coyote Osika, that's the guy they they uh, they signed up the Eagles uh, practice squad. Hamstring injury limited both days. Evan Brown ankle was limited. DJ Tark ankle limited. Charles Harris actually got injured in practice today. He wasn't listed yesterday. He was limited today with a groin injury. TJ Hawkson with a hip limited. Jonah Jackson finger limited both days. Looks like we get Jonah back this week. That's some good news. Frank Ragnow limited with a foot. Josh Reynolds limited with an ankle. Austin Cyber right groin was limited both days. Looks like we get our kicker back. And then Taylor Decker was limited on Wednesday and full practice on Thursday. Those last few guys I mentioned, it's mainly Raz, honestly. Okay. Except maybe uh, Austin Seibert. I think Ragnar is fine. And then Jonah, obviously, as well. Jonah, getting Jonah back is huge for Detroit. Absolutely. Uh, by chance, I know Detroit has some guys who are, they were on the injury list going into the season. They're practicing now. We're talking about Jerry Jacobs, um, Josh Pascal. Yeah. Is there any news on them? Uh, like, how, how have they been looking these two days of practice? Like, do you know or? I don't know how they've looked, but I think they both have a shot to play after the Bobby first Dallas. Okay, so probably not this week, but you're talking about after Dallas. And the Lions are also taking a slow with J-Mo. I don't think – at first I thought J-Mo was going to play versus Dallas. They haven't activated him yet. I mean, it's a bye week now, and I don't think he's going to practice one week and then play. I think they're going to take a slow with him. I wouldn't be shocked if they activate him after the bye week, that Dallas week, but he won't play maybe – in like a couple weeks after that. So looking more November-ish for J-Mo. Okay. I mean, so hopeful that he play. I mean, we're still going to see J-Mo this year. So, I mean, it's, the time the time will come. Um, yeah. What about the New England Patriots? So you have the injury report. The Patriots. So uh, defensive lineman Lawrence Guy was a, with a shoulder injury. Didn't practice quarterback Brian Hoyer concussion. I believe he was actually placed on IR today. Uh, defensive lineman Demarcus Mitchell with a concussion also didn't practice. And then their limited guys were Duggar with an ankle, Mag Jones with an ankle, linebacker Raekwon McMillan with a thumb, wide receiver Jacoby Myers with a knee, cornerback Jalen Mills hamstring, safety Adrian Phillips with a uh, ribs, John Smith ankle, and then offense tackle Isaiah one with a hip injury. Um, the Patriots are aren't that banged up as much as Detroit is, but Lawrence I think, guy, I don't think anybody's I mean, as banged up as we are right now. Yeah, it's the Lions are the Lions and Baltimore. I think like the two most injured teams right now in the league. Yeah, that that list is ugly. That list is ugly. That's an ugly injury list. But at least we're getting some guys back. That's positive. Right. Definitely a positive. So, well, I mean, we're, we went through the injury report. Let's go through. Let's, let's talk about the New England Patriots, man. Let's talk about their offense. And this is getting to the ugly. <laughs> their offense versus our defense, man. What? What's um as far as like the New England Patriots? What? Who do they have? And. How can they attack this 32-ranked defense? So uh, they only average 18.5 points a game, but I'm going to be honest. During the beginning of the year, they kind of were lost. Now they're starting to find their groove a little on offense. Um, so they've been playing a lot better than they have in week one and week two versus what they played last week. And last week they played a pretty good Green Bay defense with Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, Malcolm. Yeah, Northwestern. Let's go. And – I mean, they lost, but it, it was a good fight. for It was like a moral victory, if you want to call it that. Whatever. Uh, their offense ranked 18th. They have the 10th best rushing offense and 22nd in passing yards. Their, uh, their red zone efficiency is 21st. And they're 28th in takeaways with nine. So they're turning the ball over a lot. Yeah, they do, uh, have, 
they yeah. they uh, yeah, their defense side of the ball, they're 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 getting they have some ball hawks there. No, no, no. That's their offense. Their offense has nine turnovers. Oh, their offense have nine turnovers. Yeah, we haven't oh. talked about their defense. I'm talking right now about their offense. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you flipped the script on me. No, no, you're good. We'll, <laughs> okay. we'll get into their defense yeah, later, yeah. but yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So okay. So they have they have nine total turnovers on the offense, is what you're saying. Yeah, so I know I know way... Mac. I know Mac had five. Five five interceptions so far. Really? Mac Jones, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't had the best year, honestly. Um, like I said, though, in the beginning of the year, they're kind of figuring stuff out. I think now they're getting a little more comfortable into that scheme, and Patricia's getting more comfortable as a play caller. Yeah, by the way, guys, Matt Patricia's their play caller, if you didn't know that. Yep. Their, their offense is coordinated by Matt Patricia. That's why this is a must-win game. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can't. Not because of that, but you know. You, you can't lose the Matt Patricia, goddammit. You can't, you can't lose the Matt Patricia. You can't, we can't let this happen. No, but I mean, their O line is pretty solid. You got Trent Brown, who's a good tackle. Isaiah Wynn, I mean, he's held with injuries. He's solid. Michael Iwanu, the kid out of Michigan, really good guard. I don't think you remember when we lost to Jim Schwartz and they, after the game, they they, they held him up. You don't yeah. want to see this with the, the Patriots players holding up back. Could, could the Patriots play hold up, Patricia? <laughs> it's going to be, it'll be like six of them, but they're, they're going to be able to get the job done. We don't want to see that, in Detroit. I'll, I'll throw up. <laughs> I would throw up everything if I have if I have to see that. No, but um, the, the issue I have here with the Lions is the Lions, I believe, have the 32nd rushing defense and the Patriots have the 10th best rushing offense. Um, it's it's scary because when when you look at Bill Belichick, what he likes to do, especially when his defense can't stop the run, he likes to milk that clock and run the ball down your throat. That that's that they play old school football. I mean, we saw last year Patricia tried to get Stafford to be like that. Not last year, but. While Stafford was here, we saw that Detroit was really trying to commit to the run, even though it wasn't working. In New England, they are committed to the run. Last year, I believe it was a Thursday night game. I think Mac Jones had like three passes, and they won the game by running the ball. It was something like that. So New England loves to run the football. They want to control the clock. And that's something the Lions defense uh, can't let New England do. Like on first downs, you got to stop them, get them in second long, third and long situations. If you're in that, you have a chance. But if they're just gashing you like five, six, four, five, six yards, you're going to lose this game or not lose. Like you're going to have a tough time. It'll probably be a shootout. You know, you want to try to stop these guys, force them into second and long, third and long situations. And that's how you stop this New England offense because they're not scoring points. But again, Seattle wasn't either. And they they destroyed us. Yeah, New England is they're, they're They just have a really good offensive line, man. And they're not doing anything special like. Like when you watch a Detroit Lions running game, you see guys pulling. You see like all the like we run trap plays and a lot of counters. No, nah, they just run in stretch plays. <laughs> they're running, you know, the they'll run right in the gap. And, you know, they're running basic basic running plays, and they're getting good, good, good yards off of these plays. And my my guy Damian Harris, I mean, you know, Alabama little tie baby, um, he's on their team and he's actually balling out for them. So I think you know definitely, you definitely you have to stop their running game, especially with their quarterback. Not knowing if Mac Jones is playing or if um, Billy Zappy is playing, because yeah. um, I, I think Mac Jones he was limited, right? Yeah, he's he's been dealing with an ankle injury, um, but I think he'll play. I I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent because they said he was limping in practice a little today. I read that, so I don't think he's at a hundred percent, but I think he's gonna go out there and play. If I was New England, I would probably rest him because he's the high ankle sprain is multiple weeks, man, and he's he's trying to force it too early, man. And all he all will go bad for him is if he's healing up, but he tweaks it again, and then it just pushes the recovery time even longer. 
you want him fully healed is, is if, if you want him out there, man, if I was New England. But let's see what they do, man. Um, is, is Mac Jones going to play? If not, I think, you know, they're going to really lean on their running game. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now Detroit on the other on the other hand, they said they're going to tweak their defense. Yeah, there should be new players out there getting um, opportunities. Yeah, they're not really changing the whole scheme. Is what kind of what Aaron Glenn was. They're not changing the scheme, but they're just tweaking things and and putting new players in there. Could this be something that could fix the defense as far well, as the running the running defense? We talked about it um our, our previous show. I believe we recorded on t- Tuesday, right? We, we talked about that on Tuesday. We said that, you know, it's not going to be a complete overhaul. You might see some different things, but it's pretty much going to be like uh, similar stuff the pro- just with different personnel and mixing things up. Like Hutch, for example, is going to get moved around. He's not just going to be on the outside and then on the inside on third downs. They can move him all around that all, all around the D-line, right? That's one thing. Will Harris is going to get more playing time because Amani has played like shit this year, right? Uh, Demetrius Taylor is going to get more playing time because there has been no interior pass rush, and he was he showed flashes in camp and in preseason as an interior pass rusher. Stuff like that you'll see. Maybe um, Chase Lucas might start at nickel because Mike Hughes wasn't playing well, right? So little things like – I mean, I just think like three or four different players right now that could have an increased role. Another thing is maybe Kirby didn't play the West. Juju didn't play the best. Let's see if he Malafani was safety. I mean, it doesn't hurt, right? See what you got with him. So I think I think they're gonna try different things. I also think you're not gonna see as much as like scheme change. When I say scheme change, the zero blitz is probably not it hasn't been effective on 
at times. I think you're going to see more uh, creative blitzing, right? Instead of just like, hey, let's just tag the box and blitz everyone. Maybe you disguise some coverages. It's still your scheme, but you tell the players, hey, let's show zero blitz. Let's back out of it and play like cover three or two minute or whatever you want to play, whatever coverage you want to play. I think we'll see that, especially with young quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. These guys aren't as experienced. You could confuse them a little. They're both really smart players. They both have a really high football IQ. Um, but they're rookies. I mean, one's a second-year player, one's a rookie. So I feel like you could still confuse them again in their head a little. But the first thing you have to do is stop the run. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if Detroit could do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge, man. If they can stop the run, I think if they can stop the run, they win this game c- kind of easily. If they can stop the run, but we'll see how you know their defense. If Aaron Glenn can get these guys right, man, let me ask you a question. Will Harris, you talk about Will Harris and yeah. he, him having a more of a a role. Yeah, would you be shocked in any any if, in any way if his role is the replacement for safety? Because I know Dan Campbell talk a lot about trust, and I don't feel like. The defense or or Dan Campbell himself has much trust in the rookie Kobe Joseph, Joseph uh, Kobe Joseph, because he he's young. Um, I don't think he's NFL ready yet. I, I I think the trust is not there. As far as Will Harris, I think they trust Will Harris probably to play anywhere as far as safety or 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 in corner. Would you be shocked if this is to put Will Harris at safety? I don't think he'll play at safety. Um, he's just as bad as Kirby, and Kirby was a rookie. Obviously, his first game. He struggled. It happens, whatever. And we said this when he was coming out. He's a little raw. He need, he needs some time. I don't think Will Harris is, is good at safety. I, I don't think it'll be Will. I think it maybe could be iffy. Maybe give another shot to Kirby. The way you learn is playing. The more the more you play, the more you learn, right? And I mean, it's a young. They're the youngest defense in the NFL too. Like, let's not forget that. It's hard to. There's not a lot of veterans, Malcolm. There's not a lot of veterans on this football team. A lot of these guys are selling their rookie deals. It's the youngest defense in the league. And that's why you're seeing a lot of mistakes because there isn't a lot of experience. And with a lot of experience comes mistakes. We said everything you do, right? If you want to play the piano, your first time playing the piano, you're not going to be good. But after 30, 40 times practicing and playing it, you're going to be better, right? Yeah. So same with like anything you do. Yeah. I personally want it. If this is me, I wouldn't play him until I can see he's ready as far as in practice. I need his confidence to be there. Because if he continues to play, it's on tape. It's on tape that his coverage is – he gets lost in coverage. It's, it's, it's on tape. I mean, you he mean gave Kirby? Up, Kirby? Yeah, Kirby, 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 Joseph, Kirby Joseph. Because it's on tape. You know, the last week he gave both touchdowns. Yeah, it was on him. It, it, was, it, was, it was on him. So if you're an offense and you see him out there, you're just going to circle him and just target him every play. So I wouldn't put him out there until his confidence is, you know, he shows confidence in practice. And I, I get right. he needs playing time, needs playing time, but you got to show something in practice before we can just say, all right, let's get, let's get you the starting lineup. Now, if he, on the other hand, if he has, if he's a big guy, 6'3", um, I like I like Ify a lot. I wonder if they're going to play Ify this week. They didn't mention anything about Ify. What's, what's, do, you, do you think he had a, a shot to start as far as in safety? Um. Well, last week they said basically it was going to be like a open, three-man open competition and practice. Whoever practices the best would, would play. I think that's what they basically said. Now, but the thing is with Iffy last week, he was coming off an injury. Like it was his first game back. Remember, they had, they made him active. Yeah. And then uh, with Juju, is there was that miscommunication with uh, Mike Hughes. I know they didn't blame Juju, but I think it was on Juju. He basically got benched 
So like, all right, let's try Eric Kirby here. It was kind of like it was Kirby's job to lose sort of. I think this week is going to be like, all right, maybe in certain spots we'll bring in Kirby and in other spots we'll bring in Iffy. I think they're going to rotate guys in and out. I don't think it's necessarily going to be one guy playing at that spot the whole game. I think the, or Juju is going to be playing to guys' strengths and what they want to do. If they want to do this, they'll bring this guy in. If they want to do that, they'll bring another guy in. Now, Will Harris, going back to yeah. Will Harris, do, do you see him being much of an upgrade to Amani? Because uh, even though Amani has, hasn't been playing the best, he has been left on the island um, on his own. He had no help over the top probably the entire season. Every single game he's been on the island by himself. Um, he does have one PBU. He had a PBU. Not, he had a nice PBU last week. Um, he it stopped, a, stopped a touchdown from happening. Um, is Will Harris much of an upgrade over Amani? I, I just don't see Will Harris. Even though Will Harris did have that one pick, a couple weeks ago, I just don't see Will Harris much of an upgrade as as a than, than Amani. If you put Will Harris on the island, it's gonna be the same results. See, I think they're gonna change that stuff up with the cover one. I, I think they're gonna they're not gonna run that as much. Then, then, then if you do that, then why are you taking out Amani? Amani's still the better corner. Amani just he's also been bad at tackling. He has six missed tackles, the most of, of any corner in the league. He he does. You know what? And and that 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 is that is huge. He does. You know what? You're, you're right on that. And Will Harris isn't the best tackler, but at this point, when shit's going really bad, why don't just try something else? Like, it doesn't even hurt, because if he's bad, they're both bad, right? If well, he plays better, then he plays better. Yeah. The thing is, if they're changing things up, and they're not going to put more in him in cover one and with no, with no help, I think Amani is the better cover guy than Will yeah. Harris. I mean, or we could also see this, like, maybe instead of Mike Hughes, we'll slide into the nickel. Because we've seen Will Harris the nickel. He's not that bad. He's okay. That, that's, that's the possibility. The thing is, Will, so, he's so versatile. You could put him anywhere. So, yeah, he uh, the, the nickel could be an option for Will as well. Yeah, the thing is with Will, he's so damn athletic. But, man, sometimes his instincts are just not there. Like, I don't know, man. I just it's, – it's, it's crazy all... because he has the speed, the length, the size. Dude, he has all the tools, man. He has all the tools to be a successful player in the league, and that's probably why the Lions like him a lot and are like, yo, like, let's let's try to get this out of him. Like, remember how Deuce was like to Switz, like, man, I think this guy could be the best running back. I'm not saying they're saying Will could be the best cornerback, but I think they're saying, man, I think this guy, like, if we could get it out of him, he could be a solid starting corner in this league. Yeah, I think that's how had, the coach, yeah. He has something you can't teach. You can't teach speed. You can't teach length. You can't teach size. You know, he has it. Now – as far as football IQ and instincts, and I mean, he showed good instincts when he got that interception. Right. Uh, it's just everything else. I mean, he's got to put it all together. Like, as far as, like, angling when he's, you know, to make tackles and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's where he struggled at in safeties. You know, he'll take a lot of bad angles. But we'll, we'll see, man. I, I think, I mean, I don't know, man. I just can't see Aaron Glenn having being uh, horrifically bad last week and then coming back this week and being horrifically bad again. I don't think Aaron Glenn has like has necessarily probably slept well these past few days. I think he's dialed in. And like when he had a presser today, he basically said the other day, like him and his wife normally after the game, they just go to dinner. He said, after the game, I was bitching to my wife. Like you could tell this shit's bothering him. Yeah. Right. And he's also a guy where like you see like the fury in him, the competitive in him nature. When when him and Deuce Staley would have those little fights. Like, this is, I'm sure there's probably no one hurt more than him right now about this defense because it's his. It's probably destroying him in the inside. And he wants to correct it. And I think it will get corrected. But he already he also warned us, like, this shit's not going to get fixed in one game. Like, it's just not possible. It takes time, especially when you have a really, really young defense, like the Lions defense. 
the youngest in the league, right? So, I mean, it's just with experience, you're going to have these ups and downs with these young guys. Hopefully these downs become less and the ups become more. He he also mentioned in our presser, and this is a something that was actually valid. He actually brought up the Kansas City Chiefs when um, they were having a, a really bad start of the season as far as defensively. And they were able to turn around in like five weeks to have one of the better defenses in the NFL. Do you see the Lions being able to do something like that as far as turning the switch and flipping the switch like Kansas City did that year? I don't see it in one game, but I could see it like after the bye week sort of. I wouldn't say necessarily like flip the switch, like become great, but I could see them being like how they were last year. Like, you know, be serve us like a average, below average, bad defense, not being historically bad. Okay. Gritty, a gritty team. Yeah, if you want to say that kind yeah, of like, go, man. like you know, how the they, Lions' offense was last year down the stretch. Like they, they weren't like they weren't the best, but they were making plays like at times, like with no one there, sort of. They're they're a gritty team, man. They were playing like the way the offense is playing. Not no, because the offense is playing so at a different level, but they were just playing with a lot of grit. They didn't have the talent there, but they were they had that mindset like, look, you know, we may not be the most talented, but we're gonna play our ass off and give you one hundred ten percent every single game and. Right. That's a, that's the message they had last year, but this year that that grit on that defense is not there. I, I haven't I haven't seen that grit this year. So and hopefully part of that is honestly on the scheme, and also part of that is on the players as well. Yeah, you can see that a lot of them are confused. But we talked about this last the last episode, like this, this whole scheme changes for them to do that when they had things going in the, in the course that thing was working. It, it's it's mind boggling. <laughs> I don't know why they did it. Um, hopefully, he simplifies things, make things easier, you know. And this defense can at least stop the run. We're not asking for a lot. We'll, you know, contain the run because if they could do that, this could be a very easy week. This could be a very easy week if they're able to contain this run. That's you're saying, that done. But also, like, let's not forget about New England. They have, they don't have star receivers, but they have like some dependable, serviceable, solid receivers. Devontae Parker. Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey. You guys remember him? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was from Texas. Texas years ago. Yeah. yeah from Texas. Yeah. yeah. I remember him, man. Uh, they're tight ends, man. John Smith. I believe he's dealing with an injury. We, we mentioned him, right, with an injury. And then Hunter Henry. They just haven't lived up to their contracts. But, like, again, those are guys, like you saw last week, Seattle destroys with their tight ends. And Matt Patricia likes to make stuff easier on his quarterback. So you could see those rollouts that we saw last week. You know, yeah. we could see some of that stuff. Lions had yeah. trouble. Bootlegs, yeah, bootlegs, rollouts. You could see those. Lions had trouble defending those. So it's a copycat leak. It's on tape. It is. Lions I probably hope. know it's coming, too. They know I it's hope. coming. I hope not. Maybe maybe Matt Patricia overthink, outthinks themselves, himself. And he's probably like, yeah, they probably think we're gonna run the bootleg. We're gonna, we're gonna outsmart them and not run the bootleg. You know, maybe he might be trying to do something crazy and not that. I, I don't know. Hopefully not, because if he, if they do, man, that's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long week. Here's it's gonna be a long week. Patricia isn't the head coach, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they got a genius that like when we talk about genius and probably the goat, the greatest of all time, in my opinion, Bill Belichick. That guy's a wizard. He really is. As a football coach, he's a wizard, man. He always, like, you know, now they're kind of like, whatever, they're kind of retooling their roster. But back in the day when he had those defenses, he'd always take the best player out of the game. And he'd, like, he'd do a great job at it. I don't know how he did it, but he'd do it. Sometimes with great corners, sometimes with average corners. 
but he'd always say good players out of the game. And yeah. I think one player that they can circle mm-hmm. is TJ Hawkinson. New England has given up. Let's go. Let's get to the defense now. New, New England defense, right? Yes. New England has given up five touchdowns to tight ends this year. Mm-hmm. And Hawkinson was the hottest player for Detroit last week. And if like Chark is out or Reynolds or they're limited, you know, New England's going to circle Hawk. We can't let this guy beat us. Have someone else beat us. Obviously, the running game, too. That's one thing that New England's also really, really bad at. Ready for this? Patriots defense has given up 180 yards, 188 yards rushing to the Baltimore Ravens and 199 to the Green Bay Packers in back-to-back weeks. New England is currently ranked 29th NFL in yards given up per rushing attempt 5.1 and expected points added 0.119. All These are like rushing defense stats. So New England's rushing defense is kind of like ours. I mean, it is ours, basically. They are really, really bad at stopping the run. But what helps them out a lot on defense, though, is their offense. They like to stay on the field. They like to move that clock. They like to control the ball. So that's also part of their defense. You know what I mean? Um, but I think Detroit could gash them in the running game. And that also could help the defense out. Control the clock. Keep your defense off the field. Keep Mac Jones and that rushing offense off the field. Or Bailey Zappi, whoever it is. And just run it down their throats and keep, keep milking that clock. Because if you go to the shootout with them, bro, I think if you go to the shootout with any team right now, if you're the Lions, it's it's not good with the way the defense is. It really isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, unless they could, you know, at least get competitive and, and, and play competitive football, the defense, we just need them to be below average. I mean, they could be a below, even like a bad defense, because they're not bad. They, you know, we, we talk about they're not bad. They're a different level than bad. If they can at yeah. least be bad, <laughs> I think they could be okay. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. so uh, here's New England's defense. 22nd in points allowed. You know, that's, like, bad. Like, we're historically bad, but they're they're bad. Like, or they're yeah, below they're average. I'd say below average, maybe. Um, they're 19th in total defense, 26th in rushing defense, 11th in passing defense, 28th in third down defense. Uh, they're 22nd in red zone uh, defense and 12th in takeaways with six. They got six takeaways. And then with the Lions, uh, they're 32nd in points per game, 32nd in total defense, 30th in rushing defense, 30th in pass defense, 32nd in third down defense, 32nd in red zone defense, and third and our 29th in takeaways with only three. So you mentioned earlier that you feel like New England is going to take away, they're going to want to take away TJ Arkansas. Absolutely. Okay, so – Okay. I'd be like on top of the run game because, you know, New England, I mean, they've been getting gashed and I'm sure it's killing them too in the running game. Uh, Baltimore, I just mentioned Baltimore and Green Bay, like they both almost had like 200 yards rushing on them. And what I think our running, our running game is probably even better than Green Bay. So I think we could run. I think we have a chance to run the rock on this team. I think I think you do. And I think we could gash them in the running game. But at also uh, New England, the reason why teams aren't throwing on New England a lot also is because they have PFF's number one rated corner, Jonathan Jones, really good nickel corner, one of the best. And they got this rookie, uh, is it Jack Jones? I think Jack Jones. Jack, Jack Jones. Jones out of Arkansas was actually teammates with Chase Lucas. I mean, Arizona State, I'm sorry. Was teammates with uh, Chase Lucas. And, you know, he played under Herm Edwards and Mel Belichick and Herm Edwards are close friends or whatever. Um, he's playing at a high level. He's small, though. He's 5'11, 175 pounds, but he is balling for them. He is, he's like a. He's a steal for you. Know how Rodrigo was a steal for us? He's a steal for them. He is a straight baller. 
That's what I'm, I mean, right now, because I'm on their, their roster, I don't see him starting. Is he projected to start this week or? Because right Bro. now, I, I do see that he still have Jay Mills, and I know he's been struggling this year. Um, I, I talked to this Patriots fan. I, I don't know if he's starting, but, like, they, they think he's, like, their next, like, you know how they have, like, Revis, you know, Moore, and, like, all those guys? Yeah. They think he's, like, their next guy like that. Yeah. Like, he is a baller, and I think he, he's starting to play more, too. The problem with him, the reason why he doesn't play a lot right now, and we kind of saw this, like, when the Lions had rookie corners, is he is not good in run defense. And the Patriots, like the Lions, because they have Patricia on defense, and Bill Belichick, Patricia, thinks similar defensively. They like their corners to be good in run defense. And he's not good in run defense. That is, that's why his numbers are not, he's not playing as much because his run defense is not good. Okay. But his coverage is good. Yeah. And then, and then their other corner is Jalen Mills, who, like, I think, like, you just circle him and tag him. I, I'd still attack Jack Jones, too, honestly. If I have Tark, 6'4, 6'3, 4'3 speed, going at a fourth round rookie, he's 5'11, I already have a size manager. I'm, I'm going to go at the rookie. I'd attack yeah. him. Me too. Jonathan Jones. Yeah. Shoot. I mean, he, he's a tough matchup in the next He's a dog. Because... He's a dog. He's a dog too. But he's small too. He's another small corner. Small but fast. You know, he has a lot of speed. Yeah. So uh their safeties, Kyle Duggar, Devin McCourty, pretty solid. I, I like Duggar when he come on. Devin McCourty's obviously getting older, but he's like he's that leader. He makes sure everyone's lined up right. He's that veteran presence that the Lions don't have right now on defense, yeah. basically. Wish, he is uh, like, yeah. I wish we had a Devin McCourty right about now. He's, he hasn't been playing the best football, but he's like their uh, their thing. Then they have a linebacker, Mac Wilson, Jawan Bentley. Mac Wilson's awful. Bentley's all right. Um, both kind of like run stuffers, both really like big linebackers. Not necessarily a lot of speed to them. Remember kind of how Patricia was with Detroit. That's kind of how they are. Um, it's – I think offensively you, you could do stuff against them, even though – how many points I say they're giving up a game? They're giving up what uh 24 and a half points a game. So they're decent, but I still think like they haven't necessarily faced like I, the, the the Ravens went up against them, but I think Detroit could like do some damage offensively. Yeah, they went against the Ravens, they went against Green Bay, but Green Bay, I think Green Bay is still figuring it out. I don't think Green Bay is a high powered offense right now no, because yeah, they have Aaron Rodgers, but their receivers are booty cheeks. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Green Bay is a high powered offense. I think <laughs> I think this is another week we put up three points, man. I, I just, I just think that this is another week that we do it. I mean, New England, they're they're nineteenth overall in, in defense. I think we could run the ball on them, and I think, like you said, man, there's, there's areas where you can you can pass. So, I don't know, man. I just think this is gonna be another thirty burger. We're gonna put up another thirty point game. So I'm looking at their. They only gave up twenty points to Dolphins, which is pretty impressive. Week one, that offense is high power, but that's week one. Uh, they played the Steelers week two. That was an ugly game, 17-14. Week three, the Ravens put up 37 on them. Patriots still scored 76. And then last week, they went to overtime versus the Packers. They lost 27-24. So, you know, um, their defense kind of has the first two weeks it was good. These past two, I mean, last week was pretty solid for them too. But I think if you kind of go off that Ravens tape and see what the Ravens did, I think you mimicked some of that. Obviously, you don't have Lamar Jackson. Like, you don't have the mobile. No, Lamar had 11 carries for 107 yards, but 
I think you could still run it on them. And you also look at last last week's tape. Green Bay had here you go. Uh, Aaron Jones had 16 carries, 110 yards. AJ Dillon 17 for 73, and then Christian Watson also had a rushing yard for 15 yards. So I think maybe if you get your receivers a little involved, and then the like running game, maybe call a player too, and then just have Jamal, Craig Reynolds, Justin Jackson, the hot hand, wherever it is, just roll with them. I think you could gash them in the running game. No, oh, I, th- I think we, I think we will because I think our running game is a lot different from those teams that you mentioned. We do a lot of pulling, and our guards do a lot of pulling, a lot of trap plays, counter plays. You know, getting your, getting that that defense going one way, and we're just, going, you know, we're running the opposite direction. So, I think our de- our running defense is our running offense is a different type of running offense that they haven't seen yet. Yeah, they seen Lamar Jackson and and the uh, Ravens running game, but I think our running game is different. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to put at least, you know, 100, 130, 40, 50, 150 yards combined um, on, on New England this game. Yeah. They could do the same thing to us too, though. And that, that's what scares me. Absolutely. Probably 200. I mean, shoot. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, if Aaron Glenn doesn't get this shit right, yeah, they're going to run for 200 yards on us. We're going to get uh, another 200 rushing game. Well, on first down and second down, I wouldn't even say it's Aaron Glenn. I think, like, the players, bro, like they just they have to get off their blocks. They have to penetrate a little. They, they were getting moved last week, like easily. And I don't know if you saw, but Seattle actually stole some of our some of our plays in their running game last week. It looked like they stole our plays. They were pulling. They were doing all that crap. No, that, that's something that just goes. I mean, a lot of teams do it. A lot of teams do it. Um, but it kind of it looked like there was a couple plays where it looked like, damn, like we run that exact same play, and those motherfuckers stole it from us. I mean, it's a copycat league. I don't know if they necessarily yeah. stole it from us, but I know do a lot of a lot of teams pool and do the trap and all that. So yeah, yeah. a lot of trap plays. Um, I just you know, teams like New England don't they don't do that because they're really basic. I'll, I'll say this though, Malcolm. I think like the one of their weakness on their offensive line, they have a left guard, a Cole Strange starting. He is a rookie. He's given up seven pressures and two sacks. No, I don't want to hear it. Um, they just got to get it done. Detroit got to get it done. No, right. Okay. But I feel like they said they want to move move Hutch around a lot. I feel like maybe try to get a matchup against this guy. Or I'll be honest, bro. Even like Isaiah Wynn, I think he's a solid tackle in this league. But he's given up nine pressures and two sacks. He's more of a run blocker, right? I feel like he maybe get some pressure on him. Um, let's see here. The thing is, the thing is too, man. And they got to keep in mind. When you put Hutch inside, he is easier to get double teamed. And then here's another one, Malcolm. Uh, David Andrews, their center, five pressures allowed, one sack, three penalties. He's also a better run blocker than uh, pass blocking. And then their left tackle, Trent Brown. I mean, he's been good for them. Yeah, I think think if you move Hutch inside, I think somebody else has to win. Uh, he struggled too, though. Eight pressures, three sacks allowed, and one penalty. I think this O line is vulnerable. Like, if they could scheme some pressures up, now I'm not talking like zero blitzing, like actual, not just stunting. Like, actually, you know how we talked about the other day? Have guys drop back, have guys blitz different left and right, just mix up coverages, everything, mix up the D line, give them looks that they've never seen before. I think if you do that, you could confuse these quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks, because they don't have a lot of experience. They don't. And, Whoever it's Bailey or Matt, whoever it is, yeah, and it, yeah, the game can still be moving too fast for them. So, well, not Mac. I think Mac is very comfortable. Um, 
but Bailey Zappi, yeah, you, you could you could definitely confuse Bailey. I mean, you could confuse Mac too. Like he's he's not having the best year this year. He's, no, he's not. Yeah, probably know, the call it sophomore slump or whatever you want to call it, but he's just not. You know, there's more tape on him out there, and obviously they're learning new offense as well. So, but he has. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing some good teams too. He has two touchdowns and five interceptions. Three of those interceptions came versus the Ravens, and then one versus Dolphins and one versus Steelers. So, uh, only two throwing touchdowns done against the Ravens, and one in each of those uh, games I mentioned. So, we'll see what happens. Obviously, he was hurt last week. He didn't play. Yeah. All right, man. Um, shoot, do we have anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Uh, that's about it. All right, all right. So, um, that's a wrap to episode two fifty six of the Pi Podcast. They um, thank you for everybody that that stayed and tuned in for this episode. We'll actually be live on Twitter Spaces for pregame um, before the New England game, and then right immediately after, we'll be live to talk about the postgame show. And with that being said, I am out. Peace. All right, guys, like Malcolm said, we'll be live on the pregame and postgame show. Hope you guys will have a great week. Hope to get a win this week. I am out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.